Okay, it's spoiler time for Avengers Infinity War. Who knows whether this is a special bonus episode. I'm hoping we can keep it to 10 minutes, Phil, because we gave our actual review, really, uh, in the main episode. This is just the extra details that we can't talk about because, you know, big This is basically for people who've seen the film and they want to say, oh, did they like that bit as well? What did they make of that? So the elephant in the room is, of course, how many people die in this film, which I thought was incredibly bold. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was sensitively handled thoughtfully put forwards and didn't feel like a tacky two-parter ending at all it was a weird thing that they managed to make it harrowing rather than like over the top emotion like the fact that peter parker's kind of vanishing was very sad but it was it was also very kind of quiet and eerie well that's how they just they were gone this is the thing that's what i said in the review there was so much silence in this film i was really impressed by that and i've got to keep it up and it really added gravitas didn't it and mystery because everyone's just like what in fact it really it made me laugh because a lot of the guys that we saw it in the cinema with all big avengers fans quite a few people were like what when they saw this happen when their credits came up yeah i think what is really surprising is that I genuinely don't really know what they're going to do to resolve it. I can, it was, it was exactly what I imagine they would want to happen in that you have all these questions and you have some inklings of how they might do something to, to in the next movie, but they haven't really given out I away just, the game. Uh, do you know what makes me nervous is I just hope so, so much that the opening doesn't begin with Doctor Strange handing in the time stone but secretly doing something time related first so that it just rewinds time that would be devastating no i don't think they would do that at all i i the thing is is going into i know about the time stone and they showed that it kind of undoes stuff and i thought what was going to happen was that at the end of the film they'd be defeated and then he would use the time stone to kind of go back to the start of the film and the second film would be like having just watched the avengers get completely beaten what how will they actually what can they do to prepare for him again sort of a do-over of the Mm. first film they didn't do that though it seems to be like the next film is going to be like the consequence of all the things that happened which i thought was genuinely impressive like and and what was also impressive about the film is that there was death like early on with loki loki and also gamora like and those deaths were they were impactful they weren't just sort of throw away for the sake of it they actually served a purpose in the story. Yeah, and both they, of them. the characters then most... It was, I, I saw a video, somebody managed to post it online, of the bit where Peter Quill's Star-Lord, you know they have that moment where they're going to get the gauntlet off. Yeah, great. And he snaps. And uh, you could hear the audience literally like, oh, what's he doing? Like, And that, that I think, is always powerful when an audience audibly reacts to what's going on on screen. They're reacting to him kind of losing it. They're nearly going to beat him and then he's the guy who causes it all to go away. Yeah, Reacting to Gamora's death. I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm completely with you, man. It's interesting. Talking like this is suddenly reminding me of stuff I wasn't so keen on. It's interesting how that happens when you do talk about the details. Because I'm not that sure about what they did with Hulk in this film. I get that they are saying there's some obviously something going on, Hulk saying no, all that sort of stuff. But I thought they turned Bruce Banner into not a he was a bit of a weird. I wonder if he was that's more a of a point. linking thing in between scenes. He didn't really have much personality, and I didn't really like him jumping I, out in that I, big suit. I've been thinking about this because Hulk appears in the uh, the trailer 
uh, in scenes which he then wasn't in right. in this movie. And they filmed the next movie and this movie together at the same time. They kind of did a Lord of the Rings and they're kind of working on the production for the next yeah. the next film, but they filmed quite a lot of it already. I wonder if the Hulk not coming out is a plot point a la Doctor Strange or something right, like that. Okay. That being something which they're going to call back to as some, some sort of significance. I don't know. But I love the fact that at the beginning of the film, you I know you weren't a fan of this, but Hulk fighting Thanos, I thought was a great way to introduce him as a powerful villain. Yes, no, I, I and think I thought okay. that was that was exciting because you've got Hulk as this sort of literally massive monster who can defeat anyone, getting kind of creamed in the first ten yeah. minutes. And I think I was really impressed at how many things they, they did to set up characters very efficiently and establish what the deal was. I think Thanos is given a lot of time so that you feel like he is a villain with real direction and and I kind of believed why he would do it. Like yeah. I believed that somebody would want to wipe out half the universe, which is a really weird, stupid thing to say. Well, it's a classic say. thing. No, 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 no. It's a classic for this kind of uh, genre, sci-fi, you know, because there's a kind of horrifying uh, logic to it, isn't there? If, it, if your end goal is to provide enough resources for everyone, then one answer, less people. You know, that's kind of, and that's a classic in sci-fi literature over the years. And it's historically dictators, you know, horrible you know, anyway, anyway mm. by the by. So I think it worked quite well. Um, one thing I noticed was that Tony Stark, I found much less irritating than usual. And I think they tone-need him down a little bit. <laughs> How uh, long have you been thinking of that, Jake? Just now, mate. <laughs> right impressive. off the cuff. That's the kind of guy I am. Um, he, I just found that he wasn't as wisecracking. He also wasn't as uh, self-absorbed, an- uh, self-absorbed anxious as he has been as well. Like The thing I didn't like about Ultron was about how much it was about him. You know, and it was kind of boring. I don't, I don't like Tony Stark that much. And therefore, when they played him off against Doctor Strange, which one of the criticisms was how similar those characters are, I think it kind of worked. Yeah, I think so. It was weird. They, they've got the same beard and like the same sort of like... Yeah. And yet they kind of cancelled each other out. Actually, and- Doctor Strange planted in really well. I was surprised at how well he fit because I thought that was quite a weak entry into the series. Do you really? I, I like the film as a standalone, but yeah, all right. you just- didn't really see him much in integrating. But it was then- just a bit bland, but I think it worked quite well here. Um, well, interestingly, a guy I spoke to today who must know the comics a lot better than me said he didn't like the Red Skull character um, who turns up. So that was one of the stone. biggest surprises um, uh, because he, that was a massive callback to, Ca- to Captain America First Avenger with Hugo Weaving. As is that who that's meant to be? Well, so the guy playing it is actually a guy who does impressions. Oh, uh, wow. he's, the, he's Ross uh, Marquand or something. Uh, he so he's made up to look like him and sound a bit like Hugo Weaving, but it's not Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving wasn't interested in playing it again, and they kind of had left it because he was he had got absorbed into one of the Infinity Stones or something like that in that film, and had just disappeared for what seventeen films, not mentioned right. again. Yeah, and then it was like a real surprise to say, "Oh, look, there he is again." And I think look, reading on some like internet forums and things like that, lots of people seem to have that same reaction of like, "Oh, yeah." I didn't even recognise him really, to be honest, because he was presenting he was some in a sort of cloak cool. with a skull thing going on, whereas. Hugo Weaving's character was like uh, what do you remind me of he reminded me of something else like from the 90s like Mad Max or something Skeletor I didn't really see the similarities did you not? no and I it, his character was kind of intriguing and you turned to me and said is that Piers Brosnan doing the voice? I think it, well, it did sound like him but it it's not bit, it's like yeah. a weird mix between Hugo Weaving and Piers Brosnan you, voiced by 
uh, you didn't like was it Donald Gleason's guy? I think it was Donald Gleason. It was the guy who had a weird. He was like Magneto, but he was an alien version of Magneto, and he had like a really flat face. I just thought it was a really weak design compared to the other monsters. Um, it's like a face that you don't like looking at. Well, that was the point, wasn't it? That's why it had one of the best jokes, Squidward. I mean, that was funny, but like, I think even then you don't want it to be so. It, it kind of looks so ridiculous and so not. Uh, like an actual creature. I don't mm. know what it is. It, there's something about it that just, it's too much middle. Maybe a bit CGI-ish as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, you know, we're sort of just rambling things we can remember more than anything else. I I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. I think he does, he gives a huge lift to the film. Not particularly because his character is that convincing, but I think they've stretched him. So Thor has kind of been everything. He's been the long-haired, uh, formal character you can laugh at because he doesn't fit in and he's been the sort of adventurer with his mates in Thor the Dark World right and then he's also been the comedian type in uh, Thor Ragnarok and he seems there's something about that guy's charisma that means very malleable he can just pull yeah he can pull it off and and I think they used him for that purpose in this film because in many ways his storyline was the most boring but his character made it interesting like I thought it was a great moment when he decides to bear the brunt of a star Oh, um, what, getting the forge of... I thought that uh, was fine. Like, I thought, for his character, I thought that suited him really well. It was kind of dumb, but very heroic at the same time. Did not like Peter Dinklage in no, that role. No, you said that. I A lot think of people it was, said that. It just doesn't seem to fit well. I didn't like the fact that he was made up in the way he was made up in. I think everything about it just didn't sit well. It was like, in a weird sort of way, it was like Hagrid was on the TV, but like a joke version of Hagrid. Yeah. And it, it, I feel uncomfortable like about the fact that, obviously, he's... Uh, I don't know what the correct term is. is it, he ha- does he have dwarfism? I think that's... Uh, yeah, so he has dwarfism, uh, and then he's playing this giant dwarf. And I think it just kind of... Do you find that a bit tasteless? Again? Yeah, I just think it's it, it's sort of a gimmicky thing, which isn't really to do with the movie. It's to do with wider context of people knowing him as a recognisable guy. See, I disagree, because I think Peter Dinklage is there, kind of as fan service, he's very recognisable for since Game of Thrones, for like sarcasm. And he had a couple of good lines in there. Like when he said... Uh, what is it? Thor said, oh, that'll kill you. And if I die, that's what kill, killing you means. But that was funny. I laughed at that. I thought that the thing I laughed at the most is a shame because it's a swear word and we're, you know, a clean podcast. But uh, Tony Stark saying, Mazari's in Earth <laughs> uh, to Star-Lord. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Mazari's and he called Earth. him uh, <laughs> a dip. Yeah, it was very funny. It was just so quick. <laughs> and that was just a nice little bit of character interplay. Um, I, I wonder what they're going to do because... Uh, with with so many characters gone, are you cutting out your investment for future films, or is it kind of banking on the fact that people want to see this? Well, this is why part? it's a guarantee it's going to work because there's no way they're killing off Tom Holland as Spider Man. He's a big success. So no, but the I fact mean that he's gone. You know, the only guy I think we probably won't see after the second film is uh, Chris Evans because he's set. Sevens? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought you meant the G- DJ guy again. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he um, won't be. But then it. that's what's quite funny about it. I think lots of people were surprised because lots of people were predicting that the people to go in the film would be the guys who are out of contract. And instead, it seems to be all the people, the newer people who have just had films and franchises established, they're gone. And it's like the old guard is going to finish off this little story. Yeah. And then maybe there'll be future things after that. Yeah, I th- there's a lot that I think was intriguing, that was really enjoyable. I didn't even mind. Here's a good test of it. I didn't even mind when Peter Parker ended up in a Tony Stark suit 
uh, with the spider legs. And I think I told you before, I thought I, I really hated the way that they were Tony Starking, Spider-Man, just leave him alone. But then it made sense in the movie why it, it happened. Fine. Because he went off into space, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and that was a clever thing to do, I thought, and, and it kind of worked well. I thought Spider-Man didn't get that much for looking, actually. I like the moment where uh, the asteroid is landing and he's just suspending people with web. I thought that was a very Spider-Man thing to do, yeah, just to save people in the most basic way possible. I also but- liked him fighting Thanos. I like that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when they're trying to get the gauntlet off because it, it gave a showcase that made sense where everyone was sort of using their own individual abilities. And I felt like that was very, very comic booky. Yeah, I could imagine the panels that would be used to show Thanos sort of like restrained by all of these different powers and abilities. And I think Spider-Man got a little bit of showcase there. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, I'll tell you one other thing. Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen did a good job, I thought. She's I- nailed the uh, arthritic hands, hasn't she, to show you spellcasting. She oh, right. The, uh, the <laughs> weird, the like, special... twizzly fingers. <laughs> I thought that kind of worked well. And I thought she had a bit of mystery about her that was kind of believable. Because I think she's a terrific actress. I mean, anyone who's seen Wind River will know that for sure. She's great, yeah. No. Um, but I didn't think she had much to go on in uh, Ultron. But look, I, you know, listeners, I think it's a great, great film in as great a way as it could be. I think it's probably not perfect. I'll be interested to see it again, but it's surprising. I feel like there's not that much to contribute with spoilers because the big thing is how many people died. And yeah, but then you happened. go, there's our reaction to it. I'm, I think listeners will be pleasantly surprised that you engage with it more than you might have been. I don't even look, man. Say you know, every exceptions prove the rule. I don't. I never go in wanting things to be bad, and I hopefully this is proof of that. Proof in the pudding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, let's wrap it up there, mate. It's so late. I'm so tired. I wish we hadn't had a beer during this. <laughs> I've got to drink some water. My throat's so croaky. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Let's go. Au revoir. Right. Uh, Thanos the Manus. Out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's late.